Kansas City wide open did not disappoint. You know, I said last week that I thought it would probably be a pretty close tournament. I felt like it was pretty even outside of a handful, a very limited handful of heavy hitters. And as I predicted, it was it was pretty close. Came down to the wire in both MPO and FPO. But shout out to Ali Smith and the FPO who your boy picked. And Gannon Burr on the MPO side who... Dalen predicted to get the win. Uh, you know, maybe we know a thing or two. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Putt Stuff. As always, I am your host, Devin from Rose. Joined this week by my good buddy Pete, and Pete only because Dalen is at home sick. What's going on, Pete? How you doing? I'm doing way better than Dalen, that's for sure. He just texted me and said that he actually died. So um, we'll Ooh. see. We'll see how that goes for the future of this podcast. R.I.P. But- I don't know how he texted me that if you know what I mean? Like if he's dead, how could he text me that he's dead? It's a text from the grave. Oh man. <laughs> I would also like to point out that my gut wanted to pick Ali Smith. This is true. And I only didn't because I'm not a boring person who picks the same person as other people. This, this is very true. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I think that, did Dalen take Holland Hanley? Yes. So Holland Hanley finished uh, tied for second, and I know that me and you, at the very least, had discussed Hannah Wynn off pod, and she finished tied for second. So, I mean, we we were definitely all right there in the ballpark uh, for the most part. And then even in the MPO side of things, my pick came two strokes short of, of getting the win in Joseph Anderson. I finished in second, and then Dalen's pick of Gannon Burr, you know, taking it down. So, I, I, very good job, I think, from all of us uh, on the prediction front. Just, you know, two of us happened to get it correct, and you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Evan Scott, like, had a great first two rounds. He was on the lead card on in the final round and just couldn't bring it together on the last day, but still had a top 10 finish. Um, this yeah. is Gannon Burr's fourth pro tour win yep this year this season that's killing it wild i mean this one is definitely like mm, even even though like i get it like it's the, the field, least credible yeah but even still um with how close a race it was um towards the end yeah he i mean he he had to work if you, you go back and watch his first round i mean that front nine the front nine, especially of his first round, man, he just looked like mentally he was checked out. He wasn't there. I'm making all kinds of just bad, bad decisions, bad throws, um, uncharacteristic mistakes, I'll say. Uh, so he definitely put himself in a hole that he had to climb out of. So credit to him for doing so. Um, but I am bummed that, that Joseph Anderson didn't get the win. Uh, I, I, I feel like the one thing keeping him from being on tour full time is money, finances. And maybe maybe with this showing he'll get a sponsor that can financially back him to be on tour, but I, I know that if you get a win at a silver series as we, you know, heard in the post uh the post tournament interview with Parker Welk, that you get a tour card. For, for the following season. So it would have been nice to see him get that for next year because he definitely deserves to be there. Um, I just think right. that it's, it's finances that's, that are getting in the way. 
Well, he'll hopefully have some opportunities yeah. later. There, we'll be coming back to the states in uh, August, and he should have some more opportunities to get some wins. I mean, it'll be tough for competition when we get back to the states, but still, yeah. I think he'll. Uh, there's, I think, two, three more silver series. Yeah, yeah, and I and I would bet he's going to go back up to Idlewild again this year. Um, being a Georgia boy, Kentucky's, you know, just a couple states over. It's easy to get to. Uh, and I think last year he finished 13th there is what we said last last week. Yeah. Um, so maybe he'll give, a, give another run up there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Just to recap uh, on the MPO side of things, in fifth was Kevin Kiefer at 22 under. In fourth was Sullivan Tipton at 23 under. Third place went to Jake Heibenheimer at 25 under, Joseph Anderson in second at 26 under, and then, as we mentioned, Gannon Burr getting the win at 28 under. Just an incredible season for him continues. What a fantastic name, Jake Heibenheimer. (laughs) Yeah. What a phenomenal name. I'm (laughs) glad that he was on a lead card and the broadcasters had to try to say his name over and over again. Also, apparently, Joseph Anderson has a nickname. I didn't know this. Oh, really? Uh, they kept calling him Joe Buckets. Oh, well, I mean, I know I know the bucket hat is his thing. I thought probably, that was Ricky's thing. I, I was going to say it probably is inspired by, you know, Mr. Wysocki. Um, but, yeah, that, that, may, that checks out for him. I mean, I wore a bucket hat for a while because of Ricky Wysocki, so. I can't do it, man. I can't. I did it when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was just because... It was cooler in the '90s, but I can't do it now. <laughs> I wear if I'm wearing a bucket hat, like it needs to be one of those big, the bigger floppy ones, not yeah. the like small rim. Yeah, like more like the ones that Ricky wears, where like the rims like out to here and it just yeah. flops around. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, over on the FPO side, in fifth place was another Casey local in Casey Pennington at seven over. In fourth was Lisa Fakus at four over. In third, Holland Hanley one over, or sorry, tied for second was Holland Hanley and Hannah Wynn at one over. And uh, Allie Smith taking down the dub. The only female competitor to finish under par at one under. And she, listen, she tried to give that away. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for as bad as Gannon's, Front nine of the first round was Allie Smith's front nine, and the final round was probably just as bad and in a far worse uh, spot. I think she went into that round with a two-stroke lead and gave it up very, very quickly. Yeah, I I messaged you, and I was like, Allie Smith is having a meltdown. Yeah. Because she, um, in the front nine, had three birdies, two... Um, a triple bogey, a double bogey, and a single bogey, and the rest were pars. So I think basically yeah. she was three over par on the front nine for that round. There were a few kind of roller coaster rounds over the weekend, though. Casey Definitely. Pennington, watching her was super interesting. Another uh, Casey local, I think, was on either the lead card or the chase card going into the round. I think she was on the chase card. I believe but got through most of the front car front nine in the second round clean and then all of a sudden double 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 
single, single, par, single, yeah. single. Like just could not get a par to save her life pretty much on the back nine and kind of put her out of contention for the rest of the tournament. So basically a lot of roller coaster around for uh for these ladies out here in Casey, which these yeah. kinds these kinds of uh what was interesting about this course, and I didn't really realize it until somebody said it during the broadcast, but this course was kind of designed backwards in the sense of like most of the holes have a really short kind of placement tee shot and it forces you to throw your power distance from somewhere random behind a mini, mm. which is a lot harder to do than throwing from a tee pad. It doesn't seem like it should be if you're on like flat ground, but just like trying to make sure your footing is right, trying to step, you know, behind a mini and not getting a penalty called yeah. on you and, is and, nerve wracking. And as we mentioned last week, like this course had a lot of sneaky elevation to it. Uh so that also is gonna come into effect with trying to to throw a powered drive as your second or third shot. Um and I was I'll say this course was kind of unforgiving. Like if you if you made a mistake, you it was difficult to recover from because you were either going OB, which is just an added stroke, and then you know, like hopefully you can get up and down for a par. Um, but it also if you if you were off even a little bit, like there was a lot of potential for some big screw ups. Yeah, I mean, especially between rollaways and like you said the ob and just uh yeah. not you know the amount of trees on some of these holes trying to get through there and yeah it's just it's a tough course um a lot of a lot of um left to right kind of holes as well so forehand friendly or 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 big turnover shots which i, I don't see? think unless you're a forehand dominant forearm dominant player now forehand you're right the first forehand time. okay <laughs> you're lucky dalen's not here i'm sitting there i'm sitting like trying to be conscious about it unless you're a forehand dominant player like that's going to be difficult for you uh so very very interesting i i like the course a lot but very interesting and i'm hopeful that this stop sticks around on tour and maybe next year we see a couple more big names out there uh to strengthen the field a little bit yeah, it is a course. I definitely, um, I am from that area. I have a lot of family out there. Shout out to my family in Kansas City area. And I definitely want to check that course out next time I go up there. So I'll let you know if it's as hard as they made it look. It probably is. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be that much harder you, for you. Did you see <laughs> at one point in the first round, Deanne Carey just said, screw it, I'm throwing a hyzer? And I'm trying to remember what hole it was. There's hole. It was an elevated basket with water in the background. It was a par four, just like basically a straight uh, right to left with a bunch of trees on the right. Was it downhill? Yeah. I think that was 14. I think. I can't remember for sure. But yeah, 14 is the one that was downhill. The elevated basket was like right on kind of the bank of the pond. Yeah. I say pond. That thing was a full-on swamp i think i i i would put money that shrek lived back there honestly the water was the water was green i almost couldn't tell it was water at first to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah like i said it was a full-on swamp back there i mean that thing was nasty good luck getting a disc back if it went down there yeah 
Um, but yeah, she just said screw it and just threw over the trees like freaking Eagle McMahon Skyheiser. Hey, listen. I mean, it worked. She parted. it. So. If it works, don't question it. You just got to do what you got to do. <laughs> People were getting real, real creative. There were a bunch of forehand rollers. Uh, there, there were a bunch of creative shots, which this kind of course will do to you if you want to get a good score. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, just to give a little uh, standings update as to where we sit after, I think this was the 18th, 17th tournament of the season. Um, the MPO side of things, the top five, the names are unchanged. The only difference is that Anthony Barella moves down to fifth place. James Proctor moves up to fourth place. And the top three are exactly the same. Isaac Robinson, Gannonburg, Calvin Heimberg, uh, three, two, one in that order. How Makes did that sense. change? Neither of them played this week. Did James Proctor not play this weekend? No, not at a... Uh, well, then... Unless he was already in Europe and played whatever event was there. I don't know if those count towards... Maybe they count towards... No, they, they can't count towards point standings because Paul McBeth is like 16th in the point standings. Well, I think they're considered like lower because they've all been A tier until now. Um, I don't I don't think because it's a it's the PDGA Euro Tour. I don't think they count. But somehow James Proctor got twenty nine and a half points. There might week. there might be a conversion because he did play the and I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this name. Uh open. Galeftia open. Um Okay. In Europe this week. And he placed third. Interesting. So. So maybe they do get points because I, I don't think Paul Macbeth would be doing this if he wasn't getting like any points, like because he would still need to qualify for stuff. I mean, he did get seven and a half points somehow this week. Paul Macbeth? Yeah. Because he I think he placed sixth at that Euro tour. Find him. Interesting. And James Proctor placed third, you said? Yeah. Uh no, Paul won the event. How did he get less points? Uh, listen, I <laughs> what is happening? I'm just going off of what Statmando is telling me. Maybe Statmando is full of shit, but I don't think they are. Uh, I, who knows? I don't know. I don't get it. The points are <laughs> Cole <laughs> the disc golf pro tour. Cole Rodallin also got points this week, and he didn't play. No, he did. He played uh, Casey White Open. Did he? Oh, yeah, 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 he did. That's right. Yeah, he got 13th. Okay. Well, so that makes sense. Although, the point differential makes no sense because Gannon Berg gained 25 points and Cole Allen gained 22. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> but, there's your MPO update. Uh, the FPO is completely unchanged. Same five, same order. Kristen Tatar, Trina Allen, Missy Gannon, Holland Hanley, Ella Hansen, one through five. Uh, yeah, I was going to say no the surprises. only one of them that played, at least in America this week, was Holland Hanley. Yep. Yep. I don't know if any of the, I don't know if like Tatar or anybody played on the Euro Tour, but. Um, I don't think anybody did. I think they all just kind of went over there early to prep for this week and the European Open. Oh, well, Ella Hansen did actually. 
You got third over there. All right, well, call me a damn liar, I guess. That's the only that's <laughs> that's the only one. Speaking of this weekend, uh I had completely forgotten about this, but this might be my favorite course on tour that they're playing this weekend. Uh for those unaware, this is the first European event of the year. I think we have two official dgpt ones um there is also the pdga euro tour going on so if you have disc golf network you can keep up with those and watch those as well which is what paul Macbeth, i guess has seemingly just jumped over and joined um but this week we have the pcs open over in norway i'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the city but it's at Overus Disc Golf Park, and my goodness, is this course beautiful. I've I I mentioned back in March how beautiful North Cove is up there in in Blue Ridge. I guess that was in April, uh, up there in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And this course, I think, is every bit as beautiful, if not more so. It's essentially in the mountains of Norway, on like the water as well, and it is absolutely gorgeous scenery there's some incredibly iconic holes such as the uh the gates of valhalla uh hole six and the hole 18 which is an elevated basket on a tractor for whatever reason uh it's just it's an amazing course do yourself a favor and watch this event if you can i know the times are going to be wonky because you know it's starting at 10 a.m or i guess 9 a.m over uh in uh norway and i think that equates to like 3 a.m our time so if you can watch it do so uh watch it on demand watch it next day do whatever you gotta do because it's absolutely worth it yeah i think the mpo here because like i get the emails and stuff and everything starts and i get them for the euro tour too and most of the events in europe uh they start coverage for fpo at like 2 30 3 a.m in the morning for us mpo for us, starts around, around 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So the MPO at the very least will have a decent time for people to watch if they, you know, can yep. watch while they're at work or at home with their kids on the weekend or whatever it is you people do. I, I don't know what you people do. Yeah. Um, I sit on my couch and watch disc golf. Um, so there's that. Well, it's a, it's a fun event. Last year we had, uh, Anakin Steen on the FPO side and Greg Barsby, on the MPO side, uh, taking down the win. I think Greg got that in a playoff. Is that correct? He either a playoff or he won it on hole 18. Yeah. Cause he, the, there's a clip like from the Euro tour that was like promoting this event of him making a pretty long putt on that tractor basket and yeah. just screaming his head off as he should. Greg Barsby is like historically good disc golf player, but he's yeah. getting up there and hasn't had a lot of wins recently. Um, I want to see. Besides that, when his last win, and the freaking trophy's a battle axe, like how can you yeah. not love that? <laughs> yeah, like Greg Barsby kind of comes out every so often and gets on a lead card. Yep. Um, his top finish this year was actually the last one he played, the Des Moines Challenge. He got third. Yep. Um, yep. besides that, last year he got the he got third place at Texas State Championship. He got 15th at Idlewild. He won PCS. 
He got seventh at the Green Mountain Championship, and those are pretty much all of his notable finishes. So yeah, pops up here and there again as he as he gets up there in years. But he's fun to watch. Uh, his putting is super fun. He just yoinks it way up in the air and lets it fall. And hey, whatever works works, man. So yeah, this is. I mean, this is an incredibly fun course. Like I said, do yourself a favor and tune in somehow uh, if you can because it is worth is worth the watch and it's this is this course is one that's definitely on my bucket list of courses to visit if i ever get the chance which you know with it being in norway is a little bit more difficult than north cove which is four hours from me but (laughs) uh if i ever am able to make a trip out to norway one i'm absolutely doing it and two i'm absolutely playing this course for sure so with all that being said, as far as a, a course preview, it's it's pretty. I would say it's pretty standard. Uh, it's a pretty standard mix of a handful of wooded holes and a handful of open shots. Um, does a really good job of of integrating the natural scenery that's there. Um, I would say it's it's a pretty standard like kind of park golf. Um, with maybe a little bit more woods added in. So, with all of that being said, should we jump into some predictions? Let's do it for this 2,671-meter course. <laughs> Thank Rough, you, metric system. Roughly 8,700 feet, roughly. Um, definitely one of the shorter ones on tour, but again, a, mostly yeah. a lot of woods, a lot of technical shots. Uh, so we'll see how these guys do. Am I going first, or are you going first? Well, since Dalen is not here, you, oh, right. you um, got his predictions, which, you know, I, I think we could have probably guessed his prediction for him, uh, but who is he officially picking at the PCS Open? You know, Dalen, uh, two weeks ago, if everybody recalls, uh, Dalen, even though he was playing, did not pick Ricky Wysocki. And so I snuck the pick under him and got the win. <laughs> and last week, Ricky and Ella Hansen did not play, so he didn't get to pick them. And he decided it's time, um, you know, his last request, as he is now dead, canonically, <laughs> um, wants to go back to his roots. So for FPO, he is picking Ella Hansen, who has been in Europe, played last week, and finished third. So that's, you know, she's been playing well all season. A little bit of hunting woes last few weeks, but hey, you know, it happens. Yeah. And coming off of his win at the Preserve, won Richard Wysocki for the MPO. Mm. In a wooded course, again, he is the scramble king. He's great in these kinds of situations, so... A lot of those par saves are going to add up strokes on people, so thats I don't think that's a bad pick either. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pete. Who are you going with? I like, I don't think, well, except maybe you for FPO, but I like that I don't think any of us are picking Europeans to win a European championship. Well, Not we'll, that. we'll see about that. Oh, okay. I am, however, going to go with somebody who's been in Europe um, for the whole tour, hasn't played every event, but he has been in Europe the whole tour. And I'm not talking about Paul Macbeth, because looking at his numbers for this year, he doesn't play well against Americans. 
I want to talk about this. I'm taking my time to talk about how Paul <laughs> Macbeth, the greatest disc golfer to ever live, has become a little much, chicken shit, has decided his his best finish on the Pro Tour this year was sixth at the Las Vegas Challenge. Oof. He had one other top 10 at the Open at Austin, and everything else has been 13th, 25th, 20th, 15th. Um. And so, yeah, so he decided to run to Europe and just demolish everybody with three wins, another podium finish, and a sixth-place finish out of the five events they've had there so far. Um, so Paul Macbeth, a little scared little bitch, <laughs> running to Europe. What, what's, what are you going to say if O'Pauly gets the win this, this week? Um, I'll say that being in Europe a whole three months ahead of everybody else paid off. <laughs> or that maybe <laughs> maybe the goat is still the goat. Maybe win the European Open. <laughs> maybe win the major and, and we'll talk. That's fair. That's um, fair. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not picking Paul Macbeth. I'm gonna pick somebody else who has one of the smoothest forms in disc golf. I don't think any of us have picked him this year. Hmm. A course that you said similar to this was uh, Blue Ridge, the Blue Ridge Championship at North Cove. He finished second and has also been, he's been in Europe for the whole tour, I believe, or most of it, just has only played two events. But he finished first at the Kruckel Open and third at the Swedish Open. I'm going to go with one Bradley Williams for the interesting. I really like I like Bradley Williams. Like I said, his form is one of the best in disc golf. He had a pretty good year last year. A lot of finishes just outside the top ten. Um, I think he's picking up steam again, being in Europe, you know, for the past few months, probably help him out as well. Mm. And has a win over Paul Macbeth in Europe as well. Give gave Paul Macbeth one of his two losses. So I'm gonna go with Bradley Williams for the MPO and the FPO mm-hmm. back to it. With it being a shorter course, picking somebody who I think is really good at shot shapes, even though she doesn't necessarily have a forehand, I'm going to pick Missy Gannon, who we've both picked, I think, quite a yeah. lot on on this podcast, and for good reason, because yeah. she keeps finishing. She hasn't had a finish outside the top 10 since the Champions Cup. Yeah. And that and Waco are her only finishes outside the top 10. I, I also thought about taking her. That's that's a very solid pick. So I think, um, and I just, I just want to say, I don't know what Devin's doing with his picks. I'm not not picking Europeans because I don't think they're good. I'm not picking Europeans because I don't know them. <laughs> and I... Didn't have chance to really do any research, and all of the news from European Open has been how Paul Macbeth is beating everybody's butt. So, well, there's one, there's one very prominent European on the FPO side. Well, I, you, you know, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Again, you and Dalen are just leaving her out there. Dalen picked her. Dalen picked her. Dalen picked Ella Hansen. Well, no, I'm saying like he has picked her. But y'all are just leaving her out there for me to pick her. Because I have more over in Europe. Devin. 
<laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I will give my FPO prediction first. Uh, I'm going with Paige Pierce. I don't really have much of a reason why. Uh, I I haven't picked her yet this year, weirdly. Um, so I'm I'm rolling with Paige. I she's an incredible disc golfer. Probably you know, arguably top three. Uh, and in the FPO side currently uh, has been for many years now. So uh, I'm taking her. She's taken, I think, the last couple weeks off. So hopefully that helps her. Uh, I do think that Tatar is going to win it. I'm just, I'm not picking her so that I don't get bitched at again by you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure on that. Um, as far as picking a European, um, I am picking one on the MPO side. I'm probably picking the best MPO European player uh, out there in Nicholas Antela. Uh, he has also been playing a handful of events on the European tour. Uh, he is the other one that gave Paul Macbeth a loss uh, at the Kona Pista Open. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Pista. He, Absolutely dominated that event, winning by 12 strokes over second place and uh, by, or excuse me, won by eight strokes over second place and 12 strokes over Paul McBeth, who finished sixth at that event. Um, So he won that event. Two weeks later, he played the Swedish Open, came in second. Two weeks later, he's playing the PCS Open this weekend. I'm hoping that there's a similar result. So. Give me Nicholas Antela, who has done really well uh, on the Pro Tour in the States. He finished second at Champions Cup, uh, fifth at the Beaver State Fling, sixth at the uh, Texas States. Uh, Just a really solid, solid player that uh, can hang with the big boys. So give me Nicholas Antela. Do actually like Nicholas Antela a lot, and I just, I guess, there's so many MPO names, I just kind of breezed over it i guess while i was looking but yeah definitely yeah. a solid pick i think he's great even last year he was in contention for i think some major i'm gonna come back over here and check I he mean, was, yeah, he at, was at, at usdgc he was second at usdgc yeah. he was uh he basically at the pro tour championship he basically lost usdgc on like the last two holes yeah um to gannon so yeah, he's I mean just a very, very, very good player. Very good player. Well, I think this will be a fun time and I hope Katrina Allen gets last place. Um I'm with you on that. <laughs> All the hatred for Katrina Allen I will one thousand percent support. Um but hey, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Uh, jibber jabber about a very fringe sport every week um, we appreciate it we love you guys uh, if you want to follow us on our socials uh, it's at put stuff pod on facebook instagram we also have a discord that is affiliated with another podcast but it's all kind of in the same realm hop into that come talk some sports with us have some fun uh, and i guess we will see you guys next week for the second major of the year in the european open Good job.